can really show more of like who I am through music. Yeah. While sometimes it's hard for me to actually show the people who I am by just talking or by just being there. Welcome back guys to another episode of Malicious Tea for a Shift. This one goes out to all of my musicians, aspiring DJs, or if you just want to know how to climb the ladder in the industry. I'm so happy to be welcoming my good friends and DJs in the making, Katya and Stefan, alias Seymour London, as my guests today. Chill out and enjoy an insightful and vulnerable tea session here at Shift. Okay, let me start with you guys. I want to begin asking you, how much are you still in love with fashion? I like to really convey like my personality with my sense of fashion, so I feel it's essential yeah. to life. Plus, like I feel that fashion and music are extremely intertwined. I mean, when you mm -hmm. go out there and DJ, how you dress really can send a message about who you are. You can use it as a tool for activism. You could use it as a tool for further self-expression, like creating, sort of conveying your identity past your music. Um, and I feel it's kind of like intertwined, like all of these artistic like elements kind of come together, like you go at a party, like mm -hmm. you can spot the people's fashion, like people come to a party in a certain way dressed and it says something about who they are. Um, I think I'm still in love with fashion, but I feel like I do, I do fashion maybe a bit in a different way but it's a mix of like we like edgy almost sometimes a bit like not goth but like a bit darker stuff with a touch of like class like classy silver rings like literally part of like i need to wear the rings like part 100%. of who i am street style but amp it up a little bit but i love color like big shapes trying to put my body out there a bit more yes. uh, so i feel that lc have definitely contributed to me embracing my feminine side of and kind of like leaning into that confidently yeah how what do you think about those gender norms so i do not i don't relate personally to like any gender like i would describe myself as genderqueer because i realized that all my life i had to like fit in the criteria of a man like even when mm -hmm. i came out as gay for the first time i was like okay so you kind of have to be this and even if i were gay if even if i'm gay like i still need to be a man like this is like a mandatory i do not want mm -hmm. to be like those people because there was so much internalized hate about it so coming to london and like meeting people like you and finding like the fact that i can be whoever i want to be like no one's gonna judge me actually people are gonna encourage me to be like the best version that i can possibly be so i definitely think that has impacted like my personality and because my fashion is so intertwined i feel the urge to like yeah. show who I am through my clothes, my rings, my things, like my accessories that are always part of it. I chose gold, I know you like yeah. silver, <laughs> but like gold is for me um, finally accepting who I was by discovering that I am finally in a safe place. How did you guys then get the confidence to actually merge away from that normal route? Um, well, I think I'm still pretty much in the normal route and I'm trying to get a bit out of it. So I work in events for Nobu. I've always had an interest in music, I mean in DJing, for like a really long time. And finally now I'm, I'm into like doing it. But I'm, for example, struggling while Stefan is already like, he's, he's there already, of like actually fully showing that this is all what I 
this is what I do on the side. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just doing my job. I, I have another interest and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, making space for it. And I'm like trusting myself and like, I can do this. Um, and that is something I would really want to be able to do. And as you said, kind of show also people that I'm not taking that normal route. And no, I want to do something else. I want to yeah. try something else. Um, so that is, I think, yes, yeah, something you, you've already done and you've already been there. It's a process, but yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, you're an established DJ. Like you're on you on several jobs already, mm. securing gigs. Yeah. How how did you get there? I mean, it's always a process. Like it's had so many like ups and downs. But the reason behind like the music, the way you feel when you're performing or when you're like just DJing at your home, yeah. you get this sort of like crazy feelings. Like in all of your body, you feel so connected. It's intoxicating, it's a feeling that you crave, but it, it's addictive. It definitely is quite addictive. I think it's very, I mean, as I said, I'm, I'm very much a beginner and starting, but I feel like it's very empowering as well. Mm. And there is, even though I feel that I'm someone who's, I'm quite confident in who I am and sometimes I'm not, but I'm not always, I don't always feel super empowered and I feel like mm. this is maybe a way for me to actually feel really empowered. And also like, oh, you know, I'm doing something that is a bit different than just showing up somewhere and like this is how I look or whatever and I'm actually doing something that is interesting and this is what I can do and this mm. has maybe my touch you know and mm-hmm. I can really show more of like who I am through music yeah while sometimes it's hard for me to actually show the people who I am by just talking or by just being there mm. so I think that's a way of how I would see it super empowering for me yeah that is really beautiful that you said that you are finding a new way of giving yourself an identity you want to go to places where you can be more than just a yeah. shell and yeah you found that in djing as well yeah exactly exactly i feel like but at the same time there's a little part of me who feels a bit pressure because i feel like oh you know again i have to be this really beautiful dj this really mm-hmm. cool dj who's good looking yeah and i don't want to again fall into this of like the pressure of like I have to be dressed so cool, I have to look so good, I have to have this hair, this etc. Because I feel like for once, maybe it's a plus. Obviously, it's a plus, you know. You because obviously DJing is also about like how you present yourself, and, like mm. how how you are on stage, etc. But I feel like for once, I want to leave that a little bit aside and focus on actually what it is that you do, and then maybe build a bit of like a character, or, like mm. you know something next to it to obviously um also get people to know you and like people to to recognize you and talk about you but i feel like i i want to leave that a little bit on the side for now so you're saying it's more important to you to deliver good music a good product rather than be a character that everybody else enjoys to, to look at if it's just going to be about the way i look it's going to be again so much pressure mm-hmm. and again so much i have to keep up with that and i for once want to do something where it's not about the way I look. It's not about this. It's about mm-hmm. something else. And then obviously, as I said, when I would, if I would ever end up performing, I would obviously, you know, dress. Because also it's a part of me dressing the way I dress and like putting on makeup and being, you know, having all of this aesthetic. And like going to a party. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that would go together. But I just don't want this to, it to be all about that. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be, it's just going to be too much for me. And it's going to be, again, I'm going to fall again in that circle of like, having to please people with the way I look, having to k- keep up with the way I look because that's the only thing people want to see and I just yeah. don't want to be in there. I work in, yeah. a, in a club, like we have a DJ every Saturday night. Her name is Maya and she's a really beautiful woman um, with 
a few enhancements to her physique. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big part of her brand. Stefan, what do you think? Um, you have more experience in that field for now. How possible is it to make a good career out of DJing with just the music? 100% there are like all the chances. Like especially if my music background, uh, like I come from basically the Romanian movement, which was basically is a style of music that's specific to Romania. Started like in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and now it's huge. Like you see Romanian DJs all the time in fabric, in fold, in print works, like every, you see them all around yeah. the world. Uh, and it's really taken off as a movement. Uh, so in that kind of like field, people really like, this is what the culture is about, just music and yeah. people don't really like, especially like the DJs. I mean, they're just like, okay, but they don't create necessarily a character about them physically, but yeah. everyone knows who's playing just based on their musical style. So they have such a distinct musical mm -hmm. style and yeah. such a unique way of playing those tracks, that music, uh, that people just recognize them. Most likely they'll be able to tell you just based on the style of the music yeah. that they hear. So they really, like, this is a big focus. Like people really, like it's not, uh, like you see people in heels, but it's not very often people are very comfortable and just there for like this sort of experience, mm -hmm. which is nice. I mean, I, I like both. I like to create a character because I want my practice to be more than music. I want to mm -hmm. like send a political message. I want to do some sort of activism. I want to really create a, an impact that hits like more areas, mm -hmm. like not, not just the music. Like I care about the music like 90%, but I feel that you can also have a platform to spark like social change, environmental change and yeah. so on and so forth. I think it's also probably depends also where you live because mm -hmm. I feel like a city like London where it's so much there's so much about looks about money about status about all of this whilst maybe in Romania where music is such a big part of the culture mm -hmm. then that's why the focus is more on music rather than on looks yeah and if you are super super talented you might need less to rely on your look what yeah, if you're a yeah. bit more like you know you're good mm. but for example you're not producing anything or whatever mm. then you might actually build a character next to that okay. to kind of give you more of that push yeah, which i would yeah. maybe even doing you know and end up doing um but yeah i'm just saying this because it's something that my therapist said um a few weeks ago of like with djing you know if if you're really good, like if it would be actually the best would be that you're actually really good. You go to a club and or whatever party and you play and people are like, are like, oh my gosh, her tracks are amazing. The way she like her energy on stage is amazing. And she's actually hot. Or, yeah. And her sense of fashion is actually amazing. Yeah. But not yeah. like, oh, she's so hot. Oh, yeah. she's so this. And that's all that you have, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have if I end up having both of like, oh, she's good, her tracks are amazing, and you know what, she's really hot, mm -hmm. she's really sexy when she's on stage, mm -hmm. you know, all of this, but not actually being only about that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I love this. Stefan, you mentioned your aim is to inspire activism. Can you elaborate on that? So, um, I've had like a very like difficult upbringing, like coming out as gay in Romania, because obviously it wasn't like the most accepted place. Uh, and somehow like parties, like raves and stuff like that, were a place where I could really express myself with less borders than I would have like in school or in the city or something like that. It was a safer space, but mm -hmm. it still wasn't like the safest, safest space. Like 
I would encounter homophobes, I would encounter people who would give me like bad looks or call me like a fag or so on and so forth, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Just like way less often than at non-party scenarios. There are like gay people like out like as DJs like, and if they are London, they're not out. or back in Romania? Uh, both in London because there is a big scene of like Romanian in London as well. In London no, it's definitely safe. It's definitely safer. Uh, but like in Romania you would still encounter people who would like have an issue with who you are and stuff like that. And it's just not fully there yet. And the fact that there is no representativity in terms of like queer people who are DJs in this genre of music, um, like it's it means that something is still not a hundred percent right. Like where is the representativity? Where are the other like gay DJs? Because I'm I know so many people who are like queer and come to these parties. And it would be so great to like see someone like you on the stage. I did a couple of charitable albums, um, which ended up donating for like various queer like associations mm-hmm. or spark conversations about queer issues on social media. Uh, tell about my story, like how I encountered like homophobia when I was younger, and basically what it was for me to like be a queer person in Romania, uh, and all of that because. There aren't any other people who do that in this style of music. And I feel that there's a need, like, if that's not there, it should be there. It's something that we need to talk about and we need to address all the time until we get to a point where you can be basically safe everywhere and you can be, like, empowered to be who you are. Because I had this experience when I came to London. I had access to, like, this fully open society, which allowed me to have this sort of change that I did not think it was possible. And I feel everyone deserves that, no matter where they are. Do you think there's still some barriers of queer people finally feeling safe, especially in the London like party scene? I, it's really hard to say, because it also depends on the individual in itself and they're like, what part of London are they from? Are they people who work in like finance or really straight dominated like genres yeah. or are they like, gay DJs and people who work in fashion like it, it, it's different depending corporate on corporate environments can yeah can make a big difference yeah yeah like I've seen many people like on Grindr who are like um I don't know whatever 30 40 working in finance having wives and children and stuff like that and telling me like oh I can't send you a face picture because I need to be really discreet because uh, I don't want my wife to find out oh. you can come out to my hotel like in two hours because she's going to like some sort of event and we can have fun but you need to live like really quickly okay. and it's like that's so common i've heard so many stories about yeah this. it's everywhere and i think the fact that these kinds of situations still exist is a problem yeah. means that somewhere there is a there still is like a, a problem and it's safe like i do feel it's safer for london but also depends on like where you are and the moment you go out of London like these issues like I feel they increase uh, much more just from my personal experience like I never got called out or looked at weird in London like people don't usually like Mm -hmm. no matter how crazy you are dressed on the street or whatever I don't feel you are really noticed people just mind their own business I feel like it's for everyone it's for any any type of like I don't know racism or like Mm. the way you look or even religion anything i feel like london is just 
whatever you want to be is just so much more accepted in yeah. other cities yeah. like even Paris or like Italy as well it's big acceptance because yeah. it's lot, everyone exactly from do you mean it's, it's also more accepted in like bigger metropoles like Paris Italy no London is a lot better than Paris and, okay. and Milan for example but in Paris you go out in the street wearing like um whatever clothes or like even like as a black person I've heard mm-hmm. so many horrible stories or like religions People scream at you. Like, there's so much racism and hate. Mm-hmm. Whilst in London, I feel like, okay, probably this happens still. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I haven't experienced any yeah. of that. Um, but I feel like I've heard that it's a lot, lot, lot less. I have yeah. a friend who, like, her last name is Ibrahim, which sounds very, like, Arab, very, you know. And she says, like, in Paris, if she wants to get a flat, just because of her last name, there's not even a single chance she's going to get a flat. Whereas in London, absolutely no problem. No one cares. So it's just an example, you know. You you guys are both interested in electronic music, right? Mm. So what's the exact genre that you're operating in? I don't even know how it's called. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah. Tech, house, tech. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like housey, deep house. Housey, deep house. France, a bit of tech house. Yeah. What's one city that you really, really want to work in? Oh, London, for sure. And then, yeah, obviously, if you can travel for holidays and play in Mykonos, I would love to. The thing is, my end and gold would be able to, like, perform at, like, fashion parties. Paco Rabanne is doing, like, a launch party for whatever, and you're there playing, wearing a whole Paco Rabanne outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I want to, like, mix then the kind of the fashion and then the looking yeah. good and then the DJing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, like, my... I love it. That's how you finally get your Paco Rabanne bag. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're my gift one. Oh my gosh, imagine. I think we kind of need to like explain that. What the F is minimalist music? So basically, it's kind of like, it's more about the movement than the style of music. Uh, Pro Minimal was like quite uh, popular early 2000s to like 2015, 2016. But then, like, this whole movement started really expanding. Yeah. What makes this DJs great is that it's not something linear it's something that evolves and then takes a break and then goes harder and it's just like the storytelling aspect of it includes so many genres like you can like some people use like uh, just some ambient tracks random or random vocals placed on like uh, house tracks and then shifting to techno and to it's very like it's a very complex thing and I think the style of mixing is what brings these people together rather than a specific style yeah like a, sorry a specific genre tell me what would you tell anyone if they wanted to start out djing i think i feel that there are some like um djs who rely like on their character but there are some djs who focus more on music so it's mainly finding out the type of dj that you kind of want to become um and also like just listening to a lot of music and finding out exactly what, how you identify yourself from mm-hmm. music. I feel that's really important, having a big collection, a solid collection and loving every single track that you want to play because that's the foundation of everything, having the right tracks and feeling for them. If you can entertain yourself with your own detailing, then mm-hmm. for sure you can entertain other people. Loving every, what did you say? Loving every, track. every single track. That's yeah. like... The one advice you gave me that I'm really trying to stick to, like, music that make me, when I listen to it, make me go, like, 
crazy or like Dave, I love this song mm. so much. Like you need to feel it throughout. Exactly. Yeah, you really think like this is a fucking good song. What's the coolest thing that you've done so far? Any the- collaborations or anything like where you are like, oh my god, this is amazing. This crowd is amazing. The money was amazing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so like, I think that my nicest experience ever, where I took like a big risk because I felt like the crowd was ready for a big risk, um, was when I played that some festival in Romania called Forget. My set was like at sunset, which was like super super lovely. The DJ stage was on a cliff. And I was coming in at sunset for like two or three hours. People started gathering around the stage, like maybe oh, out of curiosity cool. and something. And then I like played lo- loads of electro and the whole house and breakbeat. And it was just like super rewarding. Loads of my own productions yeah. as well, because that's what I try to do as much as often in my practice. Like every second, third track. I'm gonna play like a, a personal production. It's like a high without drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. it is. Especially the music industries are like full of drugs everywhere. You need to have a clear mind. Yeah. And sometimes like a drink works or some little something over there. But I like, feel like a drink might work maybe even better. Because mm-hmm. like, as you said, you really want to be, you still need to be focused. Yeah. You need to be, you need to be there. Like you need you're to know what you're doing. You're performing and you, you can't like, also it goes with your image. Mm-hmm. You can't be fucked up on stage and then like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't want that. Like, obviously you need to be, and I'm not sure taking some drugs just before is going to make you extra creative because in a sense you know what you're going to do. Mm. So yeah, just maybe a little thingy for the stress, yeah. the anxiety, but just otherwise... Just to take the edge off. Yeah, or if just... you know you can handle yourself and your yeah. body and if you can stay like focused and do your job, but like it's like always like nicer to be as sober as possible when you're playing. When you're playing. Okay. Yeah. When you're playing. When you're playing. What what drugs do you guys take? Um <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm talking about if I actually go to parties where the type of music I love and I want to play is being played. The music that you aspire to play as exactly. well. Exactly. Okay. What drugs um are um, best to go with this music? I've had the best nights, best moments taking MD, ecstasy pills, basically. I use, I've tried also like coke and ketamine, but I just feel like the way the music feels on ecstasy is just so different. There's a lot to do with the music. Mm-hmm. And the way the music is in my ears and like how... You feel it with every inch of your Yeah, body. this is... Electronic music the and music, the substances. The music feels is just crazy. So recently I've been like mainly focusing on like psychedelics like LSD and shrooms. He's like, recently I've been focusing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the mind-altering like aspect of these substances, like especially on LSD. Like you start seeing the music or feeling it with every inch of your body having like Everything is in tune with the music. I don't know. I, I, I love it. A total beginner should completely, like, not engage in any drugs. Like, do your first few sets sober. 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. Also, I feel like you lose a bit of control when you're on drugs. I feel like if you're doing this also, you want to leave fully the experience and the normal experience and, like... And be there. Be there. Be there. And also, how are you going to feel the next day? When you get, like, more comfortable and you know, all your tracks from top to bottom and you don't get like really high or whatever, like then you can have like the potential to like indulge 
Guys, what valuable advice. Thank you so much. For anybody who wants to start out, is playing with a thought. For people who are a total beginner or for people who know that they have a stable for music. So yeah, really appreciate it. Have you guys here? It was really cool. Thank you. Thank you for it was having really us. Fun. This was super lovely. <laughs> Thank you time. so much. Bye.